This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. My basement, everybody! Hey! Hello! Lucas. Hello, how are you? I'm I feel good. like, you know what? So much has happened. We're in the last two week. ships passing in the night, right? We are two ships yeah. passing in the night, so it's nice to see you. Nice uh, to you're see you. a High world five. traveler. Well, you too. Um, you were in, uh, in Jersey last week. I was in Jersey was in this Jersey. week. And yeah. Oh, did you land in Newark too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were and both then, in the Newark airport. I was also in Calgary. I, yeah, we've done a little bit of traveling uh, in the yeah. midst of all of this reviewing. All the games being played. Luckily, uh, the big ones that we were playing were portable. Yes, a lot of them, like Smash Brothers, which we're going to talk about in here in a second. And Theatrhythm. But I want to talk um, specifically about my uh, trip to EB Games, who is our sponsor. Okay. Which, it was a surreal thing for me to go. They asked me to come and speak uh, to the managers that are all across the, the country, the, the, the Canadian EB Games, all across the country. Um, so I had a, a bunch of managers from, you know, Newfoundland and, and uh, you know, Quebec and Ontario and, and Sas Saskatchewan. Everybody Saskatoon. was coming. Saskatoon. I think I met a person from Saskatoon. Oh. I got invited out to the Ottawa store. I probably know it, him. It was amazing to have that warm reception, but also to see kind of the team building that goes on and... Um, uh, because this is, we're leading into the ho uh, holiday season here. Mm -hmm. This is a big season, obviously, for any video game retailer, right. especially the biggest one like EB. Um, so it was a bit of a rallying the troops and all the vendors that had different games to show off were there. Nintendo was there and Warner Brothers and EA. Everybody was there showing off all of their stuff. They have like a mini uh, expo, like a mini uh, E3, basically. Just for EB. Yeah, they place. had the Batmobile there. Like they, they take it seriously. Like this is a big thing. Oh, wow. But it was such an amazing honor to be asked to speak with everybody. I was very nervous. And there was a big Microsoft party the night before that um, I didn't go to. One of our colleagues oh. went to. I couldn't. I couldn't think about anything. I walked around Calgary, which is where I was, yeah. and, you know, shooting little videos and stuff that are on oh, Instagram. Oh, right, yeah, Insta you Instagram that. Just keeping myself entertained. <laughs> but then I had to think about what kind of thing I was going to say to everybody. And yeah. mostly it was just gratitude and thinking about, you know, our 20 years of being in business. And EB Games has been there at yeah. multiple times over the course of our 20 years. And it was cool to kind of reflect like that. Like one of the big things... GameStop and EB owned Game Informer, the magazine. It right. was a it was a deal that went down in the '90s. They bought Funko, which fantastic magazine, which is an amazing magazine, and mm -hmm. I've known those guys forever. And in fact, Game Informer was the very first magazine to write an article about the Electric Playground what? when we were just in the pilot stage. We just had a a demo oh. tape that kind of showed off a little bit of the, the idea of what EP was going to be. And they put pictures from the video in and they talked about this TV show that was coming. I, I was still a waiter then. I mean, we weren't on TV then. We were still building this up. I was still a waiter. And I, <sighs> I photocopied that, uh, that article and I tacked it up to the corkboard at the restaurant that I worked at to tell everybody like, see, oh, I'm not wow. crazy. I'm trying to build this TV show. It's going to happen. And so right from there, I, you know, I feel like they were supporters. They were one of the biggest sponsors because there were EB Games in America as well mm -hmm. before they became GameStop. GameStop yeah. and I don't even know all of this, the story behind all of this, but uh, EB Games was the first big sponsor attached to Judgment Day that the G4 people locked down. And I met some of the, the EB people from the States at a New York thing that G4 put together in uh -huh. the middle of uh, 
They had their sales headquarters out there and everybody was so cool, but they were the reason why Buried Treasure became a segment. I was right. thinking of what kind of segment are we going to put together that's going to really uh, honor what EB is all about. Right, because when you go the to the first thing that you do yeah. is go to those bins, that's all right. of those bins with all these games that yep. people have traded in over the years. And you really do find these treasures in there that you wouldn't even think would be in there, but they are in there at a discounted rate. It's awesome. And you know what? People talk about buried treasure. It's like one of their favorite things that we do. I yeah. mean, we do a bunch of l these little segments and lots of ideas out there, but people really like the buried treasure stuff. Uh, and then they've sponsored us again and again, but this year was crazy. I mean, obviously they're they're a big sponsor of Vic's Basement, but they sponsor all of our shows or yeah. right across EPN. So if you're watching this yeah. or our shows, uh, you know, or you work at EB, I'm grateful for all of it. You really helped make this year possible for us. Um, yeah. But if you're planning on buying any of these awesome games that are coming out in this quarter, and you're in Canada. Uh, please go and buy them from EB Games and please uh, tell them that you are grateful that they're supporting the work that we are doing, getting this information and this discussion and this stuff back to people because uh, we don't exist if we don't have partners exactly. like that. You yeah, know? we wouldn't be here totally uh, if it weren't for their help. So Yep, very grateful. I'm still grateful, absolutely. And and honestly, you do feel that when you go into an EB Games, not to, I feel like we're talking about our sponsor a lot here, but when you go into an EB Games store, that you're getting that community. You're getting that. Well, as soon as you walk in, you know that you're going to be able to talk games with whoever is in there. That's what I kind of zeroed in on is that they're like the physical you know, version of us, you know, yeah. like they're the tangible tactile, like we talk about it and we send this out there and we have a little bit of back and forth with some of the questions that you asked. Thank you for watching and asking us questions and everything, by the way, but uh, that's what they talk about every day, you know? And right. so when we do go and shoot or visit or talk with those folks, they're experts and yeah. they're just like us. And one of the things that I said is that any one of these managers that were you know, running their stores or had been with EB Games for a while could easily have been in my shoes mm -hmm. and could easily have been a producer and a host talking about this stuff right. in, in a broader sense on television or whatever. Uh, and we could have switched places, you know, yeah. because there is that at the core, this love of video games yeah. that has driven everything. It's just a genuine, absolute love and appreciation and respect for games and, uh, you know, I, I just really, it was a, it was really cool. I felt really honored to be there. I wonder, because in Vancouver, there's not as many EB games as there are in Toronto. They're, yeah. they're all over in Toronto and all the suburbs Stupid and everything. Stupid here in Vancouver. Right, it's it is crazy, crazy here. Yeah. Um, but so I don't, I haven't, uh, I guess I can't really pick a favorite in Vancouver because there's only a couple that we go to. Yeah. But in, I don't, I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but if you live in a big city where there's a bunch of different ones, if you have that, that one that you go to all the time and that's your favorite because you develop a relationship with those people. Sure. And they know you when you go in there. It's awesome. It's kind of like Cheers. I have one on more... Morningside shout out in Scarborough. That's that awesome. To go to. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's basically what happens, right? I mean we are giving EB. It's this like turning into the EB commercial. I know, the, I know. Unintentional, but it was a big part of the week. Yeah. But I talked to one of the uh, district manager guys, and and uh, he had traveled all the way across the country working in different uh, stores, mm -hmm. but he kept a an Alberta number because he was in Alberta for a long time because he has fourteen customers there Aww. that spend f about four thousand or five thousand dollars a year on games. So he and, keeps. Yeah, and he keeps touch with them, oh, and if nice. they are ever looking for anything, they call that number and they ask for his help, and he gives them the help. And I don't think you get that anywhere else if that you're into games, you know. Like sorry. that's the reason why they're so successful yeah. is that they 
they get it, you know? Right. It's like they so, built a bunch of clubhouses across the country. It's so true, actually. Right? You know? Like, um, so you got to go to the big clubhouse meeting in yeah. Calgary. You had a really good yeah. time. You and were I, so happy when you came back. I'd never been to anything like that. Yeah. I've never had a huge retail sponsor partner ask me to do anything like that before. And I was nervous. And, you know, people were awesome. And, uh yeah, it was, it was, a, a, it was a moment, you know, it was like, holy crap. Yeah, I, you were you know? so happy but when you came then back. The other side of it, too, is they gave out awards for all the lifers that had been with the company oh, wow. for a long time. And I watched all of these people that have given a big chunk of their life back to games from their perspective and uh, and from their vantage point. And, uh, you know, I just felt like I was part of a, a family, you know, it was really Aww, it was cool. It was really that's cool. really sweet. OK, yeah. so you did that. Yeah. Uh, that was a good time. And then you're holding something in your hand that I feel like we need oh, to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's... Uh, this is uh, not Toy Break because uh, you have something for Toy well, Break. sort of. And I have something for Toy Break as well. Cause we have a lot of toys, there actually. There was a lot of travel in this week, and we're yeah. going to get to a lot of questions and stuff. Uh, a guy named Chris Peckford, uh, who I believe is from Ontario. I'm not sure where, where he's based. Uh, he was at Fan Expo, and he had a booth at Fan Expo, and, and I think he came up to say hello to us. But he sent us a personalized little uh, gift package of... Um, uh, some of the, his custom work, his, his uh, created work that he does. He has uh -huh. a cartoon bear named Sven, and I think this. he does other things, but he does kid-friendly stuff. And he sent us some comic books and some original art. So uh, I'm going to read some of this stuff to, to my daughter, obviously. Um, but he yeah, like a bookmark and some oh, sketches Sven. and everything signed. And it's really oh, yeah. wow. very cool. Oh my, he's got an Indiana Jones bear. Oh my God, it's Fendiana Jones. Fendiana that Jones, that's awesome. Look at that. That thing is going up on the wall for sure. I might frame that. That's amazing. This is so cute. So cool. I love um, this so much. There's an Avenger bear. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. This is, uh, it's Leo. Leonardo right Leo's there. Leo's good. He's a good leader. Yeah. Um, oh and then yeah. a nice, a nice, uh, nice note to us. And uh, oh, listen, that's sweet. just a, uh, God. Um, We're spoiled. We are spoiled. This is so, crazy. Thank you, Chris. Uh, this is oh, this is great. So talented. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's got a booth selling his stuff and talking yeah. to people about the work that he does. His company is called mm -hmm. Ickle Pickle Arts, it's and really cute. Uh, this is Sven. And I think the story behind Sven, he wrote it in the letter, is that it's uh, it's a real bear that he and his lady friend uh, bought a decade ago, and he means the world to him Aww. and to, their, to those two, yeah. and also to the kids, I guess, that uh, they have in their life and the people Aww, that read his work. So that's really sweet. So they, he built a whole so comic series and um, stories based on that. Nice that's job. That's so sweet. Thank you. Um, thank very, you very so cool. much. And uh, you can't, there's no smell-o-vision, but um, there's also a piece of gum in yeah. there that smells amazing I, that I I'm going to. I don't know what the story is behind I don't it. know, but I'm going to have it later. That's uh, cool. This is not, this is is not toy break. <laughs> no, that's Tom Berenger. <laughs> what the hell Hold is on this? Hold on one second. No. Okay. So I just got this in the mail today. Um, a lovely fan of the show, Clement, oh, sent uh, me Top's trading cards. I don't know if he's a fan of the show. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a fan of the show. Or a fan of Emrob. Okay. No, he's 29. a fan of the show. All okay. right. Um, but these are, look, they're Top's trading cards. Blown up. Uh, this is. This is from Major League, the movie Major League, which is one of my favorite That's baseball really movies. That's really uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at Wild Thing. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. I don't know if you can see it. But yeah, so I just put them in the little... Um, Those look great the little the protective shields, and we can put them up. Yeah, so what are, I'm that excited. Just to add a little baseball to our uh, video game world here. To the basement. 
Yeah, it's I don't amazing. know if you guys can see, but we po I think we talked about this before, but the uh, the sign that Adam made it to, in our Toronto uh, shoot, I, yeah. I, we actually posted it up on the door. It's not beautiful artwork, but, no, but it's, it, part hey, hey, it's part of the we're memory. We're all making art here, we are and making, Adam contributed in his own way. Even this crazy, whacked-out podcast is our right. art. Uh, I also want to point out that I'm, I have the six yeah. in my hands, yeah. and I've been playing with this. Okay. Um, not as big as... The six, that six plus, which is Victor shooting. Uh, yeah, what are you doing with that right there? Um, it's shooting uh, as time lapse right now. Oh, okay. So I don't know what's going to happen. So you're going to just have us moving and listen to crazy things. I don't know what, what okay, how that's going to turn out. <laughs> okay, sure. Never done it before. Just wants to be creative. Just playing. Uh, yeah. So I will uh, because I actually I was using the hyperlapse app a lot because when I went to Jersey, I decided to vlog my adventure. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I just did for the first time. It's just awesome. Um, okay, thank you. I've been wanting to do that with the EP and traveling forever. Okay. And it's it always has been so cumbersome and so difficult to do. Uh -huh. And now it isn't. Right. Now, now we have amazing so, tools that we can do all But imagine, stuff. like, okay, so I'm talking to you in the phone, but I'm, I'm the asshole, like, talking to my phone and shoving it in people's faces. And it's very uncomfortable when you're doing it, but then to watch it back after and be able to piece it together and put it out there in the world, it, it, it feels good. It's a video diary. It, it is. It's a video diary. Uh, I've posted it now. It's out there. Um, I had this thought when I was in New York, actually, because what? I was in New York. The Apple uh, flew uh, Canadian journalists out. Uh, to do briefing about the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus. Steve um, Tilly was there. Steve Tilly was there. It was great to see him and other people from that write and report on uh, technology and games and stuff from mm -hmm. across the country were there. They, they basically, when they launch products, they stay in media centers, and New York is obviously one of them for a time, and then they try to just get to everyone and make sure that everybody understands it and everybody's got something to write about and all this stuff. They weren't answering any questions about Ben Gate, and I yes. I've already been asked if my opinion has changed on the uh, on this six plus because of um, the videos of people bending phones and stuff like that. Um, and no, it hasn't. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I was in New York and I'm walking around and it was pissing rain just like it is in Vancouver today. And everybody's looking at their phones all over the place. And I thought, if aliens ever come to Earth, they're going to think that the phones are our masters. Yeah. And we are just slaves we're reporting or servants to our or, masters or dogs yes. telling them what we're doing this while we're vlogging this is what's happening now <laughs> it's, it's so Josh. it's so weird josh is right now he's yeah, he's reporting his to his master right now what what's going on in your phone you're is it you're in cyber you, world right who's now your daddy <laughs> no no <laughs> anybody asking any uh any cues oh right should we um, yeah there's lots of people asking about the six plus or if you're worried about change your opinion because of the banning and stuff like that. I okay. really want to know your opinion. Yeah, okay. Um, Unbox Therapy is uh, a great video series. We actually host th their stuff on EPN.TV and we're mm -hmm. really big fans of Lewis and, and the stuff that he's doing. Uh, he got 25 million hits on <laughs> in one day on the oh. bending of the iPhone. What he did is he took his 6 Plus, and you guys can watch this right now, uh, but he... he uh, not right now, they're watching well, this. Well, after, the, after this. But he took it and bent it with his bare hands, and he said, yep, these things are definitely uh, bendable. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't have perhaps the strength to do that, and I don't really want to hurt my devices. The 6, uh, I don't think, is as bendable. I think they try to do it. But the 6 Plus is, and um, no, I won't stuff it into my pants pocket. It's too big. Mm -hmm. I wear skinny jeans still because 
they were popular when I was in. I had them in the '80s, and they're I think back. Scott has you beat though with the skinny jeans. He does wear he a lot of skinny jeans now. I got him into. I got him started on skinny jeans. Oh, it's your it's your doing, is it? <laughs> Which is, all right. They, they they look good back in. Uh, remember, Michael J. Fox used to wear the skinny jeans back then. That yeah, was a thing, right? They've true. all come back. That, that's true. It is um, the cool thing to do now for the kids out there. Somewhat, you know. I think I think uh, now the big phones are probably going to change all that. Uh, right. But I don't stuff my phone into my pocket and then sit down for hours and hours and hours and then sit on it right but you are not like most men you have an indie satchel i have an indie satchel or i usually have a pocket somewhere that i put it just a big purse or or my man purse (laughs) Uh, but i also i have a very expensive phone in the six plus and i'm not going to abuse it and i know that it's made out of aluminum and it's big so, yeah, it's easy to bend. It's easy to bust yeah. all of our tech toys. I yeah, wouldn't take my Vita out no, of the thing and no. stuff that into my back pocket or, no, you, would you know, not. bend it. Or I, Honestly, like, you buy something that's that valuable and you just... I know this is a pet peeve of yours and people yeah. purpose, purposely destroy their technology. You, I mean, this guy puts a tissue on his laptop, like the tissue that it comes with, he keeps it on his keyboard. It's because I don't want all the marks from the keyboard on the screen. Yeah, I know. He's very protective of his toys. I I learned a big lesson with my MacBook Pro, right? I got the unibody aluminum one when they first came out. I'm a big MacBook fan. Less so yeah. now because our phones are so damn powerful. Right. But I dropped uh, my phone, my uh, my corded phone on my laptop because my cord, you know, our old socketed phones. We used and, to be and, attached and, to things. And, yeah. Um, it got all tangled up, and so there was no uh, oh, give yeah. on the thing, and it popped, it slipped out of my hands, and it fell on my aluminum unibody, dented oh. it. Oh, no. Right there. I nearly and had you, a heart attack. The you. scream could be heard hallways <laughs> for miles. <laughs> ah! It was like Don't Superman do that to Joshua. at the end of Superman the movie. <laughs> no! It was like one of those. Yeah, I could uh, see you stewing over that for a while. Oh, I was so angry. But I learned, look, this is a malleable metal. And these things are, and so when I stuff my bag into, uh, you know, overhead and it's got my laptop in it, I make sure that nobody's just throwing their crap on my, on my stuff or squishing it. Or I saw another guy pull out his laptop on a flight once, MacBook, aluminum unibody, Uh totally got dented and, and, uh, yeah, because people were just cramming their stuff in and he just pulled it out and I was like, holy shit, my, my beautiful laptop is all So yeah, I mean, you got to treat, if you want the tech to work for a while, like all my old Game Boys and everything that I've, my Vectrex for Christ's sakes, all of that stuff, I don't abuse it, it lasts, it works. It's true, but people love doing those things though, they love taking apart these um, products, they love unboxing them, I mean you do get the hits because that's apparent. Well, and I also admire people that, you know, and I feel like tech should be that indestructible. I feel like we, you know, the people that make this stuff. I think it's crazy that. Well, no, because they we have to they worry so much to, about but it. But they want they don't want us to keep these things for years and years. They want us to upgrade and get the newest and the best thing. I agree. I also feel like this whole case industry is a bit of a joke, and and that we have you know su- supported these companies to make billions and billions of dollars because oh, yeah. our phones, it in. yeah, are not you know, durable enough. And I remember when cell phones were starting, it really hit their heyday when the uh, Nokia chocolate bar phones were out there and everybody had one of those or old, the old Motorola flips or whatever. The uh, razors. I I had one of the chocolate bars. Those Nokia phones were indestructible. They were amazing. Oh, yeah. And I was walking across oh, the street. True. I was a GDC. I was walking across the street in uh, San Diego and uh, I dropped my phone 
But then I kicked it by accident because it fell right on my foot and I kicked it right across I've the street. I've done this. And my phone just went all over the strip. Batteries over here, face plates over there. All the cars were like beep, 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 honking. I'm like, holy shit, my phone is everywhere. I ran and I picked it all up and I got to the other side of the, the curb and I just like, put I, the battery back I put it all back together and it was like, and it was fine. It was like not even a scratch on the damn thing. I know. Thing. Yeah, those things I still were so it. durable. Yes. They were so durable. But even when, um, like blackberries are first coming out yeah. the first like brick of a blackberry that was so durable i remember my first pearl that i got before they changed the ball yeah. over it was it was awesome it worked perfectly and i dropped it a million times it was still okay and i thought that when i had the iphone or not the iphone i thought when i got my windows phone yeah because i was a windows phone owner um the lumia that it wouldn't break because that was their whole selling point like it is completely durable it's totally fine right um i I dropped it, <laughs> and the screen just shattered. It was the way it fell, though, because it uh, fell right on the corner of the phone oh, onto no. concrete. So it just shattered, and I, I sent it to them, and I said, look, you, you told me your phone wouldn't break. And they couldn't believe that it broke, and they gave me another one, and then I broke that one, too. So What? I know. I know. These are total accidents. I mean, things happen. They drop out of my pocket when I'm running. 25 million hits. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. And then, uh, no, I was riding my bike, and it fell out of my pocket when I was riding my bike, so that was the second time. Um... I don't know. I just, I don't, the thing is I've had iPhones now this whole time and I've never, knock on wood, yeah. I've never, That's um, uh-oh. There, oh there's no <laughs> real wood in here. Actually, this is okay. wood. This is I've wood. I've never, okay, I've never uh, broken anything, but I've dropped them quite yeah. a few times, but it's the cases that seem to be saving them. Yeah, so the cases, yeah. So, so all get back a, to the cases. Get a case for your six plus. Don't stick it in your your skinny jeans front or back pockets. No, don't get, sit on them. You know, Hold get a, them, get a cool satchel. Josh has something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, good grief. Just asked me to ask you guys, have you guys seen the new Blackberry? Yeah. Oh, what's right. the, what's it called? Because I can't wait to get my hands on that sucker. It looks like a, like a square with a tiny little keyboard. A cube, I think. Is it the cube? It's brand I don't know, new. It's something. Our art director, Tavis. What's it called, Tav? Passport, the oh, Blackberry Passport. passport. Yeah, passport. that looks awesome. That looks really cool. It looks so weird. The screen looks, it looks like it's going to be huge. Yeah. Like a little squished and stunted little iPad, but well, uh, hey, apparently it's pocketable. Hey, listen, if Blackberry can make it run it again. They're and sold game, out. And get, well, it, but yeah, sold out, sure. But when I got my Bold, they yeah. were sold out of the Bold too. And that was the last <laughs> phone that I ever bought with Blackberry because they really pissed me off. Uh, well, um, this one has Android built right into, it has the Amazon app and Android stuff great. built right in. So if they, win me over with this that's it i'm i'm i'll be a believer again this is a canadian company that yeah. i i want to believe in but they've just made me so upset with that the the fact is that we have these cell phones the reason why we first got cell phones were for emergencies mm-hmm. uh so if i can't even make a phone call right that is so dangerous what if i'm getting chased down an alleyway and i can't even i can't even make a phone call on my phone because it w- wouldn't work that is terrible right. that was the bold that they was just what the be- bold did to me they became just sort of uh communication devices but not through the phone technology and honestly that's always been kind of a a, an afterthought on iphone to a degree Mm. as well uh it hasn't been the the primary thing that people use it for i think you know all of the the built-in messaging and communication stuff and i mean i i love the iphone because of the games you know really truly it's the games well i'm not a person that plays games on my phone i save that for my tablets so uh i need 
all the other functions that I want on this phone, all the other apps that I use it for. But that's great because that's what technology has given to us. All yeah. these apps that we're using every day in every store that we go to or I'll whatever you, it might be. You know, and like it hasn't even been a week with the 6 Plus, but when I go back to play the Vita, which had such a marvelous, beautiful OLED screen, it just looks so, uh, it's smaller and it doesn't look as bright. It doesn't uh -huh. look, it's not 1080p like the uh, the 6 Plus screen is. I mean, I've, I'm spoiled already by the well, we visual compare. fidelity of my phone, you know? Yeah. I don't have the games, I don't have, can't play Ollie Ollie. I don't have the precision of my Vita, can't play Smash, which we're gonna talk about. Uh, but, you know, the phone, is, it, it's blowing my mind. It's a great phone, and I'm totally I'm sticking with my nine score. It's well, a great, great phone. But yeah, of course, nobody's gonna go. If you're an Apple fan, you're already gonna buy this phone. You're gonna upgrade. You're gonna try something new and mm -hmm. exciting because that's what you do as an Apple adopter. As an but Apple it's a fan. big change. I mean, the it, you know, it like is, it's a big phone, isn't it? Big screen and sure. Yeah, I've been watching movies and TV shows on this thing, and I'm not missing the iPad at all. I'm not missing a laptop or no. I'm not missing a TV. It's a big step up, though. I couldn't like I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the the bigger step up. It's a great phone. It looks fantastic, but I can see your business. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know. I know what you're doing. I know. Okay. Yeah. It's all, it's all revealed. <laughs> Can't keep your secrets from me anymore, Victor Lucas. What? I think that'll that'll be the subtlety of the watch working with it too. I mean, yeah. I, I still have. I'm still skeptical, but I think. I know. You know I thought people, you were going to see the watch when you went to New York. Yeah, they didn't have that. They just they just had the phones. But I think people that have the six plus may be also leaning to the watch when they finally come out because it's going to be a little bit more. Uh, uh, it's not. <laughs> not going to be a phone. Yeah, all yeah when you pull the damn phone out, it, yeah. honestly, it is like it's like your robot buddy. It's yeah. like hello, phone. It's like the, the size of a human head beside you. Well, it's you. not your buddy; it's your master. Yeah, hello, because master. All... I'm here to check my Twitter. Just your little bitch. Yeah. Uh, what do you have, Joshua? People are wondering. I forgot what date. Uh, Shadow of Mortar. They're asking if you oh, play yeah. it and review. Is it we today? We did or is play it. It's coming it's out on the thirtieth. Off. All right, we can we talk, can about, talk it. about it. Yeah. Uh, the review aired. Oh, the review is airing today. I think. Is it today? Yeah. Yeah. It's airing today on the show on reviews and the run. So you'll hear our opinions Massive, and you'll get our scores awesome, there. Massive, awesome, so um, fun. Yeah, we really. You know what? This is a huge freaking game. And of course, if you know uh, of the game, then you know it's a huge game, and you know that you are a gamer that have invested your time just to research it. So I'm assuming that you're going to jump into this world if you already know about it, because it is. The, it's a it's a game, man. The combat it's huge. is unbelievable they did a really fantastic job you feel yeah. you're gonna get swarmed by uh, urix or their orcs uh and they're gonna kick your freaking ass All because the they're place. so hard yeah. and they've got so much life and character and style and individual quality they've worked their butts off the monolith team to build yeah. a game that really you know fleshes out these characters in the world in a million different directions and you feel overwhelmed you feel like you do feel overwhelmed sure what the hell where do i go yeah, what's happening well, what who how come i'm two people it's I'm a true ghost you now. are you are yeah. you're a wraith um yeah. and you're also a ranger yeah um but you play but honestly that you play each character um i feel like it's almost in tandem like it's happening at both. the same yeah. time you yeah. need them both yeah um because you need certain skills from the wraith um i we don't i don't want to spoil the story too much but uh it's just it's nice the way it's all laid out i really like the mapping system as well because the world is huge but it divides the world up for you so you don't feel like you're completely overwhelmed with everything yeah. which is really nice games um, need two characters huh well you know what because otherwise the uh the the protagonist is talking to themselves mm -hmm. or they're talking they're breaking the fourth wall talking to you right so when you see 
you know, like even Prince of Persia when, you know, the prince finds Feria and stuff like that. When you see that dynamic in video games, it's to guide you in your play choices, but it's also to sort of keep the story progressing and having a dialogue. It's hard to it's build true. a story that's... Uh, it has a character that, talking to itself so you yeah, know what's that you're, happening. Unless you're, you know, like even with Batman, they... They don't even go far enough, I think, with the Arkham games of him. Because in the comics, when you're reading a Batman comic, you're... How did I get there? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. But when I you're have reading, no idea uh, what's happening. I'm like, uh, why did you I mention I think I'm Batman? always there, and then I step out for a second. But no, but uh, when you're reading a Batman comic, he's always thinking to himself. And he's, uh, he's like cr creating narration of what, what he's about to plot and do. Right. And the games could do that even more than they have, I right. think. Well, you, you did compare Batman as well to this game, even just with the combat. Oh, it's obviously been influenced by Arkham and by but and, Sleeping uh, Dogs. And uh, Sleeping Dogs, Sleeping Dogs, Dogs for sure. has the, that kind of... But that of... was... Batman influenced Sleeping Dogs. Okay, so I'm not allowed way. to use that reference then. It's, um, it's all Arkham. It all started with Arkham. In the beginning... Know, I need to know what Josh is laughing at. There was Arkham Asylum, and the then beginning. every other game. <laughs> that, that's made. the way it was. <laughs> what is it, Josh? <laughs> Um, uh, the thing I was laughing at, I have a question too, so I'll, I'll tell you what I'm laughing at. It was, uh, somebody asked Did... Melissa what was, uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry, that was it, my bad. That's never happened before. No, never. Um, <laughs> Vagabond Knights asks, uh, have you guys seen Lord of the Fallen yet? Lords of the Fallen. Lord, yeah, sorry, Lords bad. of the Fallen is, uh, Jesus, what is that? That's the, uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. Lords of the Fallen. I guess not. Give us something, man. Yeah. I've, Obviously, I, no, no. <laughs> I mean, we've covered it in the show. I know we've talked about it, but I can't. Lords of the I'm Fallen. playing Smash Brothers and Shadow of Mordor yeah. and Marvel Disney Infinity right now. Give me a break. Cut me a, some, some slack here. Okay, yeah, give us. So many worlds in my head. Ooh. So many um, superheroes and. Yeah, well, awesome it's, a, it's a video game that we haven't jumped into yet. Okay, no. This, no. I don't know. No, like, we haven't. I don't, I don't know the details. We haven't, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Um, it hasn't been given to us yet. So. Uh, is it uh, the Dark Souls expansion? I've seen somebody I, say that. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it Dark Souls expansion? Uh, I know that that's out there. I that, mean, we talk no. about this every week. I feel like we kind of complain no, about it. That, and it's, that's it, not the, it's not the Dark Souls expansion. That was, um, that was something else. Our headspace is kind of in what we are currently able to review. Developer usually. Deck 13 Interactive, um, uh, published by Bandai Namco. No, upcoming hack and slash role, uh, action role playing game. Sorry, no. Don't know. I haven't seen it. Guys, if don't, it hasn't been assigned to us... Yeah, don't, we don't have the preview code, or at least we, Marissa and I aren't playing any, any We're not. Well, maybe it. give it. Maybe another team will have it. Maybe Jose yeah. and Ben. Yeah. Um, but sorry, no, we haven't. But we've been playing a lot of other things, uh, like Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers 3DS. Uh, we can't reveal a bunch of stuff. We're under embargo on a whole bunch okay, of things. Okay, so we can't talk about that. But, Why don't but we can talk about the game itself. We just can't talk about characters and levels and, and things like that. But, okay, well uh, then forget everything. What um, can we talk about then? Uh, okay, I played I can tell a you ton that, of that game. I can tell you that my thumb is still sore. Yes. Um, that I'm still um, wrapping my head around the fact that it's not a button masher. It's not a button masher the way I thought it was. Um, well, it can operate like that, but it's, it, there's it a, lot of, a lot of and levels can, and a right, lot of detail. Exactly, and, and you can yeah. make it through and you can still be successful with the button mashing mechanic that I've been using. But uh, you really need to have a lot more precision than that, and sometimes that's difficult to do depending on the character. On the character, and it's really because of the 3DS screen, mm -hmm. is not 
big enough, even mm-hmm. on the XL version, to contain all of the incredible action that's in the game. They nailed right. the speed, the combos are incredible. Uh, you know, and this is coming from a guy that's been slowly getting into why this game is so fun mm-hmm. and so valuable in our in, in the industry. Um, and there, there was, I, I didn't expect to love this as a handheld thing. I, I expected it to be kind of like a, um, a shadow of what the console game was, but it's packed and it's so fun and there's so many layers and, and I think it's gonna be an excellent accompaniment to the console. The Wii U version. I honestly didn't expect to like it at all because yeah. I haven't enjoyed any Smash Brothers game ever. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I did enjoy this it says a lot about the game, yeah. um, for sure. And I'm I'm happy that I I'm falling in love with it on the 3DS because then I will graduate to the console and I'll just forget about all the other times that I tried to have with Smash Brothers and I could never be successful with. But again, it's because of the the button mashing thing. And also, I just have a problem as a gamer in general where I, I hit the buttons too hard. Yeah. And I've always done that, especially with any kind you of combat. Yeah, because I get into it. I I chew my tongue. I'm just I'm a gross gamer. Like you don't want to be around me when I'm <laughs> gaming. I get really into it. Um, uh, but my, th- like my thumbs, my forearms, they get really sore because I feel like every time I hit a button hard, if I hit it harder, then the, the attack will happen, um, a lot harder as yeah, well. Yeah. And it's not a system that's perfectly engineered for fighting games in general. And right. this game is so frenetic and so crazy. So, and you know, because the cameras pull back when you have four characters on screen at the same time, which makes it more interesting when you're actually playing just one character versus another. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the way that you, you see the detail a little bit better and you can kind of just appreciate the nuances of the game. Mm-hmm. But when you've got four characters, you are dangerously inside of button mashing because you don't know where the hell your little dude is. You know? No, I know. And they're jumping everywhere and you just don't want to fall off the platform. But I didn't, I didn't mind any of that, though, you know, because there was just so much reward. Mm-hmm. I was just felt like every time I touched any different mode, and there's tons of them, there were little pop-ups and little victories and little celebrations and then a surprise guest uh, combatant would pop in that I would fight and then if I beat that, he would join the roster and the roster awesome. kept growing and the, yep. and the levels kept growing. I was like, holy Christ, they thought of everything right. and all of the music cues and all of the special power-ups. It's... Oh, no, it's I a mean, mind-blowing 3DS game. Sure. And you if, you already, if you know about Smash Brothers, if you've been wanting this for a while, I mean, yeah. you're not going to be disappointed. I, but I'm assuming you already knew that. Just like with Mario Kart, I mean, you're not going to be disappointed. No. Right? So this but is one of those games that... I feel like Mario Kart, because we're up to eight of them or more, yeah. you know, um, this is... Uh, Don't, you gave the throwaway symbol for Mario Kart. It's not throwaway. No, it's an amazing game. But, okay. you know, like we're... I think we still have room for the Smash Brothers to kind of evolve and grow into our... Okay. Like, we don't take it for granted like we do with Mario Kart. No. We know that a new one is coming. But Whatever Mario the next Kart... machine Nintendo's working on, Mario Kart's coming. Sure. Smash Brothers, I think, is getting into that space. Okay. But there's only been three before, and we're into the fourth one now, and it feels like it's... I think this is going to be the biggest one they've done. Maybe not because of the install base issue that Nintendo mm. has got going, but... Uh, um, I think in terms of reception, and I think in terms of uh, acceptance, mm-hmm. this is going to be a massive, massive game for Nintendo and sure. a massive game for this franchise. Yeah. And I think Sakurai is a freaking genius. I really do. Because well, we I, can't talk about any of things inside the game. No, I know. But one of the things that I do think about all the time oh. is Kid Icarus, the 3DS game mm-hmm. that he made. And that really grew on me 
it was so unique and so um, such a weird way to approach a shooter and mm -hmm. a and an action game, and all of the the control quirks and all that stuff. They, they, Made it hard to sort of get into, but mm -hmm. once you did and you felt the groove, it, again, it was a game that just kept giving you all kinds of great stuff. And I love the Icarus nods in Smash Brothers. I love the little... Uh, Can we talk about that? The okay. weapons and the characters and stuff and the the levels and the... Because it's what? obvious that he loved making that game. Oh, sure. And he built something really special. Yeah. And I encourage every 3DS owner to go back and check that one out. But uh, well, I mean, Smash is thumbs up all the way. All of the, yeah, all of the characters that we can't name, but they all have their own special something yeah. that really ties into that world that they came from. So you really feel like they're all bringing something unique to the table, which is, is really nice. I was uh, really surprised by Ness from Earthbound. You know, he's uh, a great addition. Yeah. I, I mean, some of these characters I have never even played with before. So mm -hmm. to be able to jump in and, and get to play with them, it's I I mean it, it was it's a good time. It's a really good time. You're obviously gonna buy it. I mean, you don't really need our endorsement, but oh, and it's we them. didn't talk about Disney Infinity. And we didn't talk about Disney last Infinity. week because it arrived. But we couldn't. When I left oh, that's right. on on the Monday when that's I was right. in uh, in so Calgary. So we were playing. We had, yeah, we've had big games, and honestly, uh, I felt like the biggest game out of all the games we played. And we played some really heavy games this week. Was Disney Infinity only because of the amount of toys that are involved <laughs> they in this sent game? A crazy care package. I posted a picture of yeah, the figures which on is Instagram. So I mean, so nice that we got to play with all of these characters. But again, you have to set them. You have set them up, and then they have their own uh, separate packages, and then their own separate worlds. And sometimes you have to unlock certain characters in the game that you're playing to then play with the character that you've purchased, that the new character that's come in and come on board. So uh, there was a lot. I felt I was so exhausted the next day. I don't. I don't know if you remember me that day, but yeah. I was zonked well, because well, they gave us everything, right? And yeah. They didn't just give us the starter pack. Thank you, Disney, to to let us sort of see more of the thing. But yeah. they really sent us. $200 plus worth of product, um, product to take a yeah, look at. Yeah, because we had to play with the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. But I don't know anyone that would buy this and get into this that would think, well, just the starter pack is good enough. You know? Oh, no. If they're, if they're no. saying, I'm going to flip open the portal in, uh, you know, and to get into this space, right. they're thinking they're going for the whole hog. Oh, no. If they're doing that, I mean, if you're going to jump into this game, uh, you're going to want to get the Guardians of the Galaxy um, pack, at least one of them, at least the starter pack with Star-Lord and Gamora. And, and Guardians um, was the most of the, it was the, it was the best fidelity experience exactly. that, in Disney Infinity, in terms of the story stuff that comes pre-packaged. That was the best gameplay I had, was with the Guardians of the Galaxy characters and with their little world that you can play with. I, uh, I think the scores come out on Monday. And uh, I think they're fair, or have no, they? No, I think they're in today's show. Okay. We, uh, oh, right? Or no, Monday show. I don't know. It's very Shoot, soon. I'm sorry. Very it's kind of soon. But uh, I think we're dead on with the scores. Mm -hmm. But I am so addicted to this game. And I, I can tell you that my favorite part of this is the constant switching that I do. That's yeah. my, my favorite gameplay thing is to switch characters in and level them up and gain new abilities and do the, um, the light RPG stuff that's in there. But just to be able to switch on the fly all of these different characters, I, and they've constructed it so that only like the Avengers group will be able to play in the Avengers story, mm -hmm. and only the Guardians group will be able to play in the Guardians story. But then they have these 
these sort of, uh, I don't know what they call them, add-on character. Um, right, they're little coins that you can collect yeah. in their main st- in the game, in the main hub right. of the game. So you don't do the main story with those characters, no, but uh, that's just the initial story off the top. You can still go in and then collect these coins and you unlock these characters. Like Rocket, you can play inside the Avengers But it's pack. not all of them. It's only Rocket. No, like in the Rocket. Avengers, you can unlock Rocket and you can unlock Nova. In mm-hmm. Guardians, you can unlock Iron Man. And in the Spider-Man game, you can, and another one, I forget who the other one is. And in Spider-Man, you can unlock the Hulk and Iron Man, I think, as mm-hmm. well. Um, and, but it's cool because the minute that you you find all of those coins and you unlock the ability for that character to pop in and yeah. you throw the character on the portal or whatever it's called, the Disney Infinity <laughs> Magic Box. I don't know if we were allowed okay. to say portal. <laughs> the, he, the character shoots into the world, changes yeah. the story completely. You've got a totally different mission. Nick Fury will say something, and yeah. you got to go off and find all of this stuff. And then some, your rocket raccoon playing with I the know. Avengers. But like, if, it's so it's true. ambitious and cool. But if you're comparing cool. it to uh, its direct competitor, which is Activision's um, Skylanders, yeah. if you're comparing it to that, I mean, Activision has the gameplay lockdown solid, has the menu systems lockdown solid. And unfortunately, I don't have that experience with um, this no. Infinity game that I'm playing because the menu systems are so, like, they're just, they, they look bleak. Like, there's nothing in them at all. And if I were a kid jumping into this, I would lose interest completely just going into trying to figure out how to get to the toy box uh, and what to do in the toy box. I think I think when you're a kid, you don't see the blemishes as much no. and you go right to, you imbue a lot of imagination into those experiences. But is that because your mom or dad is going into those sections for you? I don't know. I mean, I remember myself, you know, as a kid buying all these toys and Legos and things like that and having to kind of construct the fantasy around my experiences with this stuff. And I think if, you know, what Disney has this time is a character base that is right at the zeitgeist that everybody's into that, you know, is making... More money than they anticipated. Like Guardians I, of the Galaxy was not expected to be the number one movie of the year. Are you kidding me? I would have just purchased a Groot on its own without even buying the Disney right. Infinity game. I so would just want to have gonna, it and keep it I mean, on my shelf. I think this is going to be the biggest toy of the year. I think this yeah. is going to like it's going to be a huge game selling thing, and people will be building their worlds and all that stuff. But the toy line is sensational, and they nailed it. And the core fun of flipping these characters into these different realities mm-hmm. is outstanding and what a staggering achievement and disney should be proud as hell that they've accomplished this yeah my my complaint as a fan of the marvel stuff and less so of the disney stuff is i wish that they would just go and i know this isn't going to happen because they've got a whole strategy here but i wish they could have just come out with a marvel collector's version of this that was a little more hardcore maybe skewed a little bit older and didn't deal with throwing daffy duck or uh, or the frozen uh, characters into uh, right, but you're saying my this Marvel now. Universe. You're saying this now, but when Ruby is old enough to play with this, she's mm-hmm. gonna want to play. Ruby can get her own damn game. Oh, I want my own Marvel experience, awesome thing. And honestly, <laughs> Warner Brothers, wake up! What are you doing? You could do the same damn thing. You're working well, with no, Le- they own Le- they own TT. They've got the not. Lego relationship. No, they could build like they're gonna build a Lego Batman three. I can't wait to play that. I don't really but, think we should be asking but, for more plastic. No. But they're already building the Lego. Why not make Lego bases and stands that and you build all really kinds cool. of stuff? And yeah. what if you had little sensors in the Lego and, and what okay, you build right. with the yes. Lego, okay. you, you, you put it on the, okay. their portal and then it pops up in the all video right. game. We need that to, would be incredible. I have, I have a gripe about this portal, though. Okay, Because when you put... Right. The, 
portals. And <laughs> there's just this one where you place the world, the back portal where you place the world on, you can actually take that off and put on a disc, a play disc, where yeah. you get extra games, which is very cool, but you, you buy these uh, as a blind pack, yeah. um, which is which is interesting because you're unlocking these different worlds. You don't know what you're jumping into. They're not too expensive. Uh, but you can't take the freaking thing out. you got to yeah. take the portal or whatever we're calling it <laughs> off of your thing and you got to dump everything off <laughs> it just to get it out. Meanwhile, so the annoying. game's like, what the hell's happening? I know, and where the game is people? asking you to put what things back on. And I'm yeah. screaming at my TV like, I know, give me a freaking second. <laughs> so, you know, those little annoyances be, do pop That should up. be easier, yeah. And there, there is a, a, a feel overall about the Disney stuff yeah. of it screaming to the finish line. Like, again, and that was certainly the case with last year's game. It's like, let's get this stuff on! We're going to make... It's like the Millennium Falcon on a Kessel Run here, right? It's like, oh my God, is this thing going to happen? Is it... Boom, they're punching the thing. But they got the toys, which is the hardest part. They do the toys, but what I need now is some kind of... um, case to put these all in oh, yeah. uh like what i had okay so when i was growing up so i had lego but i also had poly pockets right. uh, growing up and so they all came in their own little case and then yeah. you get like a bigger case all your stuff that you do you guys remember poly pockets and you put that in there i was really into poly pockets so <laughs> so what i want is a case for my disney infinity stuff now where they all have their own little homes like hulk has his little laboratory that he stays in. i'm envisioning all of this a little a little suitcase yeah. that i can put them all in no i did or this. a little case where i can display them like a like a dollhouse right but for my avengers characters i don't I, think i'm asking for too much i think they um they don't really think of that for boys as much as they oh. should i they don't should. think i don't you know think what? the organization uh, toy organization market is as uh, sophisticated for boys as it is for Well, I girls. mean, when they came out with that Ninja Turtle, all that Ninja Turtle stuff back in the day, they yeah. had the home base for the Ninja Turtles, which was really cool, and plus all the vehicles they came with. But it still wasn't cool enough, so much so that we had to use my Barbie house for the Ninja Turtles. Like, that's where we would put them, and yeah. they'd have their own spot in there, too. So I want, if I'm going to display these things, I want them to have a legitimate home. I think you're. I think you're right on the money. And okay. you know, there should be some articulation with these figures. I think. Sure. I think that they should be, maybe even be able to take off the stands, and they are actual action figures. Yeah. Why aren't we designing these things and making Let's quadrillions of dollars? Okay. That's. Next I want a Lego well, with sensors, and you put them into the game. Production meeting. Wouldn't for that be incredible? Our next adventure. Yeah. Everyone. Jo- Joshua. Everyone. What do you say? What are you okay. saying? Uh, so there's somebody that uh, filled Japan asked about uh, the leaked photos from the Star Wars yeah. uh, set. What do you guys think of that? Because there's been a lot of them oh, coming out. Oh, I thought out. you were going to say something else. The celebrity um, leaked things. Yeah, that was, I, oh, my uh, heart yeah, just dropped yeah, my that's chest That's not our show. That is not uh, our show. Leaked no. photos from Star Wars stuff, um, have they been leaked? I mean, I, like uh, we've seen the, the Millennium Falcon. The, and the and Hasbro, the, um, like on the desktop. They have like a little Star Wars folder, and people were freaking out because oh, they're really? making the toy. Yeah, they were saying yeah. that there's a lot of fans actually like getting on set. Oh, and oh with, with yeah. the drones, because the they did have, and stuff like yeah, that. because they had um, they had to deploy their own drones to to, <laughs> to warn about other drones that might be around trying to take photos of what they're I'm being filming. a little cautious about uh, seeing too much of that. I don't want yeah. too much spoiled for me. I mean, yeah. I I know. Uh, you know, Harrison Ford and Oscar Isaac might be related, and uh, I saw some of the, the the new design on the X-wing. Some of that stuff from the J.J. Abrams stuff. But honestly, no, I you know what? I don't. want some surprise, man. Exactly. I want to feel like don't worry so much about it. Because yeah. what is worrying going to do? Nothing. It, it doesn't even. Well, it doesn't help at all. Or what is the exposing all of the you know? Why are you trying to ruin it for yourself? It's like seeing how cheese ball 
I'm going to piss a lot of people off here. It's like seeing how cheese ball the fights looked in the leaked footage from The Dark Knight Rises oh. when we saw Bane and Batman getting into like a total 1960s fist fight in the middle of uh, wherever the hell, I think Philadelphia. And it just looks so cheesy. And then it ended right. up looking cheesy in the movie because it just, you know, we'd already knew right, that we, this is going to be a cheesy sequence. And it was. It was dumb. It was a daylight thing with, yeah. um, I don't know. Anyways, don't get no, me started. It, okay. That I was a terrible start. movie. <laughs> yes. For yeah. a Batman fan, he was very disappointed. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Just don't buy into it. I know. But the thing is, though, we do... We do let people know everything that we find out about Star Wars and everything that's being leaked in EP Daily and the yeah. down every day. So yeah. I'm telling people not to read too much into it. But we don't really, like, we don't ever give spoilers. It's never anything like that. Um, but it's just, I mean, we're I, excited I, about it for I'm sure. We want to talk about excited. it. I'm freaking excited. I can't yeah. wait to see, uh, you know, I can hear Scott in my head right now saying, I no, he, I don't want more Star Wars. I'm pretty sure he just sent me a text telling us to shut up about Star Wars. Okay, did he? Uh, but I... I um, I am freaking excited. I can't wait to see more Star Wars. I can't wait to see more Star Wars video games. I want to see these characters again. I, the images of uh, Mark Hamill with the uh, the Obi-Wan beard are yeah. amazing. He's in great shape. I can't believe, because I've interviewed him like two years ago when he was doing the Arkham stuff, and he he was not in great shape then. He was sitting down, oh. and he didn't want to stand up even for, for the interviews. Oh, really? And, uh, well, he... he it's exhausting work when he becomes the Joker. It's oh, ridiculous. Okay, right. I mean, honestly, I had I had no issue with him sitting, but now he looks like a badass again, you know. And I can't wait to see what he brings to the. He's an incredible actor, and he really got better and better and better and better over time. That's and the way I, it should be. I can't wait to see what he brings to this it's character. It's like a fine wine or yeah. a cheese, some might say, which reminds <laughs> me of the box trolls. Oh, yeah, we saw that, we too. Saw the box trolls. We've so been that was an inundated with some amazing segue. shit this last little while, haven't we? We have. The box trolls is fantastic. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. You must go to the theater and watch this movie and support it. Yeah, Ben uh, Kingsley just did a video plead for everyone because it's such a weird sell. Like, I'm sitting there when we when we were watching, I'm like, how the hell did this get the money? Because this was right. not a cheap movie to make. Okay, but do you... If you have you seen Coraline? Have you watched Coraline? Yeah. It is a fantastic it is. animated movie as but well. Again, this is even better. It's a better movie than Coraline. That one too, but Coraline, when I watched it, I was like, how did this even get, come to be financed, where did the yeah. money come for, the, for right. some whacked out idea like this but it's not even just a stop motion animation that's fantastic to look at and watch it's the story that's so beautiful here it's it it feels unique even though obviously we've had um storylines like this before where yeah. you're you know you're trying to fit in and all that stuff especially for kids it's a great message mm -hmm. but i feel like it was done in such a unique way that it felt so different there's a, a monty python kind of uh sort of coat of paint on, on some of this. Yeah. And the crookedness of the streets and the buildings and the, so the disgusting faces that happen in this thing. Really um, a mature piece of kid-friendly work. Absolutely. But honestly, you can go with your family to this thing, which is yeah. lovely, but you can also go and bring a date to this movie. Totally. It is such a fantastic... Like, any anybody of any age can go to this movie and still have an amazing time at the theater and feel like you got your money's worth because tickets are expensive to go to a movie. Well, so. and we don't... Honestly, we... Um, you know, there are some really incredible and impressive movies like Guardians of the Galaxy or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, these huge spectacle things that surprise us with their artistry and mm -hmm. their... They're risk-taking. Uh, but this is just pure risk and pure art and uh, a labor of love and, um, you know, a bit of a hard sell, I think, for a lot of people. We'll see if it does well. I mean, kids' entertainment 
I think if it has a level of sophistication and a level of uh, satisfaction with the audience, yeah. I think can do very well. Yeah. I'm curious to see how this is going to do, though, because it's... I really hope it does it's, well. It's a weird one. I don't. Did you guys go out and see How to Train Your Dragon 2 when yep, we told you to? Yep, that was a hit. That was... Okay, good. That was a hit. Good. So people went. Excellent. And the sequel and this is needs to coming be along. Great. So this needs to have people with bums in seats as well. Yep. Um, bring a bum. Bring a bum. Bring a couple bums. <laughs> Put them in them seeds. That was not for political. Get some popcorn correct. if you need. Uh, yes. But no, it, it is uh, a great time at the movies. So, uh, Joshua, has anybody sent things that you need to tell us before we... Did people um, send us oh. messages about yeah. uh, box trolls with a question mark? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, they about? didn't know what you guys were talking <laughs> about. Sure. Are you serious? Yeah, yes. Stephen had to actually tell them what you guys were talking about. Box, the box trolls, really? No one has a clue what you guys are talking about. It's a new movie in theaters. a a different language right there. I know. It's a hard one to to talk about. You know, even when they were at Comic-Con, they came walking down. They had people dressed in the box trolls outfits. They looked so great. Yeah, but nobody knows what the hell is happening. Oh, my God. Everybody, go see the box trolls. I'll be surprised if box trolls does 30 million this weekend. No, it's going to do. Come on, everybody. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Put your hands together and go. Okay. (laughs) All right. Franklin Pop's. Franklin's Pop asked, do uh, Vic and Marissa have any sort of logic to their scores when they review something, e.g.? Why are you singling us out? Why don't you ask about the other reviewers? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> For us, it was it's our, it's our question. It was sent to me, so I'm just reading the, the thing. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, logic? Uh, like, like they system, mean, yeah, they mean, do we give, like, when two I, points for when audio, I started, two points I used for... To, uh, when I started reviewing, I used to kind of, you know, numerically evaluate things like that and then t- tally everything up and... and uh, Everybody wants a breakdown. Uh, we, I don't think we ever went to that extent on the website with written reviews and stuff like that. I used to write a ton of reviews. That's what kind of got me into the, you know sort of mindset to be able to get out and communicate around all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And the toughest thing I have to tell you about reviewing is, especially the way that we do it, fully improvised and fully off the top of our head and fully just based on our experiences with the games, is to come up with vernacular and ways to describe this stuff that Mm -hmm. is more unique than sometimes the experiences allow for. That's true. You know, sometimes we are doing many of the same kinds of things in a lot of these titles. Right. And we do express that when we reviewed this material. Yeah, we're completely honest when we do it. But I I don't really sort of do the average in my mm-hmm. evaluation with the numbers now. Now it is no. more of a gut instinct and a gut feel. For sure. In a holistic sense of what I think of this title. Yeah. And it's so... You know, there's a lot of discussion about numerical scores. I, what I think it is, it's like a period. It's like a... For uh, us, definitely. We need to finish our segments. Yeah, we yeah. need to finish our segments. And it's. I think it's a... Um, uh, yeah, it's a conclusion. It's a conclusionary, like, okay, well, the, it's not fair to a piece of work, especially that's... Like, look at Destiny, right? Right. It's still gestating. It's still evolving and becoming what it will eventually become. I'm wondering, okay. And we've already scored it. Scores of, and our scores were, I think, bang on. Well, of course, there, there are scores. Sure. And I think the uh, the people that gave the, the wrong scores felt that they were right I still on. Can't be- I still, I know. my eyebrow is still raising. I know, and scores. Arkham Origins makes me just like, I can't, my blood boils when I think of people just trashing that game. No. But I think, I do think scores are important, and I think the 10 scale score absolutely works. 
Uh, I think you can have more subtlety and variation in 10 than you can with five. Yeah. Uh, I think that a, a, sure. a seven is hard to kind of um, get right in a five point scale or a, f- a five star out of, you know. Yeah, that's but true. A 10 is, I think a 10 is perfect for us and what we do. It's, I, I mean, we've thought about a million different ways to do all of this. I uh, No, when I first started, I thought that um, every game should start at a 10. And then as I play, if things start disappointing me, then I'll start knocking 0.5 off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically how I went at things in the beginning. Uh, but now, yeah, it's it's definitely just a gut feeling and where I feel like my head is at, where my heart is at with the game too. Yep. Um, and just what I'm feeling. So when... What when you're go feeling into, when you approach it and what you've just come off and of. And what we've just discussed. Yeah. So it's never, I don't go into any review with you with the score in mind. Yeah. I go, I feel it when you ask me what I'm giving this game. Right. After we've already discussed it, after I played it for a long time, after we've had the most time we can put into it with our discussion and while we're recording, yeah. that's when that's when my period <laughs> that's when my period of the sentence comes out. <laughs> I usually I usually know what my score is going to be, um, or I have a pretty pretty solid idea of what my score is going to be. But right. yeah, I think the conversation is a part of that sort of determination as sure. well. You know, uh, because and this is the value of two people approaching this stuff from a critical standpoint is that uh, there is a, a a perspective shift and a way to kind of look at this material from from a different vantage point. Um, that is always interesting, and that discussion is always a uh, uh, an educational one, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's part of the fun and the the reason why the show is alive, right? You know, and it's not just a written sort of analysis. Um, and I think games have evolved to a point where they're not really you you and the second opinions and the third opinions and the reboots and the revisits and all that stuff. I think that's kind of what has to start happening with video games because they, they're never done anymore. Right. They're never finished. I mean, Watch Dogs, by the end of the year when all the DLC comes bundled into the Game of the Year edition, that's going to be a hell of a game, you yeah. know? Where I think the launch game is probably a little underwhelming for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, yeah. uh, they just announced Triad Wars. Yep. Um, which I think think should be a lot of fun yeah and uh and the uh the shinied up version of sleeping of dogs sleeping is dogs coming for the playstation coming, 4 yep. and xbox one so they're doing a lot of work here at ufg i say I here because they're in vancouver yeah i can't wait which for is that really cool hey what you said you had something for toy break. oh i do yeah oh. i was at the nintendo store when i was in oh uh, right you're instagramming all of that yeah it was fun i i didn't oh, have okay. a lot of time i only had like two hours in in uh midtown manhattan and i i didn't have a lot of stuff that i wanted okay. to look but i uh I went to the Nintendo store, and uh, this has it's been around me. for a little while, and it's not that expensive. It was 25 bucks for uh, probably the, the most detailed Mario character I've ever seen. It's from uh, the Bandai Toy Division. It's, it's a thing they call Fig Art, uh, Fig Fig Arts, I think. And they've done um, uh, they've done uh, Metroid, and they've done Link. Okay. Did you just break my toy? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't break it. I swear. Pack your shit. I pack your shit. Uh, No, no. But I I wanted to know why his back is. I don't know. Comes apart. I love the designers in uh, in Japan and in Hong Kong and in China. They come up with all of these different uh, intricate little details. Even the way that this thing comes packaged is so damn cool with little instruction books and. He's very bendy. uh, 
yeah, he's very bendy, lots of lots of layers of articulation. And then there's all these little extras and stuff that you can buy. That's cool. Um, but I love it. It's a great little figure. And they had other ones, but I didn't want to go crazy and embarrass everybody. I just don't understand why you can open his back like that. I don't get what you... I don't know. I don't get the joy. Of oh, you, oh, you know what it is? What? There is a... Uh, there's nothing inside. Uh, what you do is there's a... I don't have it because it's in the other set, but you, there would be a clear plastic little oh, stand thing that so to make him... stand up. Okay. So you make him jump See, that's in nice. the air. I like that. Right? I mean, what else, what they don't think of things like that with uh, North American got to get them out fast yeah. for $6 or $10 or $12 or whatever. Right. I love this design. And you got a little mushroom. Yeah, it comes with a mushroom and a, a oh, block and a, and a coin. And a coin. A, the coin has a stand, a clear plastic stand, so it looks like he's punching the block... And, and the, the coin's coin coming, coming up. up. How cool is that, right? <laughs> uh, but I've cool. got the uh, the Link figure from these guys and the oh. uh, Samus, the Metroid figure. Amazing. And there's a the, there's a Luigi figure out there that I don't have yet. But. The, oh, the folks want to see it up close oh, to the okay. camera because they can't really see it. So cool. So Victor Lucas is right. going to camera now for those that are listening. It's me, Mario! He's giving us this terrible impression of Mario. A terrible impression. How are you? <laughs> And Smash Brothers is a very good game. You should choose me. I'm very good. Yeah. Okay. Mild detail, right? All right. You may have seen this character before in a few things. Uh, right. And yeah. then he has a coin friend and a, yep. and a... And a little tiny mushroom. Yep. Awesome. That's really cute. Okay, so that was a good toy break. All right. Um, Video game related. We will, maybe I'll, I will it bring back no something. It was no quarter-inch Batman, however. He's no man-sized Batman. Oops, I, I don't just, know. A lot of people liked that. Uh, I just oh, took okay. his head off. Oh, <laughs> pack your shit right now. It's no, you... no quarter-inch Batman. He's <laughs> going to make another appearance for us. So his head can come clean off, apparently. Hello, Marissa. <laughs> it's me. You know that I... Okay. How are you? You know that I can say apparently now uh, without thinking about that apparently kid that I sent uh, you forever oh, ago? Oh, yeah? And he's become so famous, this kid now. Josh is already laughing. Like, and apparently... Marissa. That's all we've been saying at my household. Oh, apparently. God. Apparently. Can, would you like a hug? No, Batman, you're too plasticky. Come, come okay. and give Batman a hug. Oh, my God, it's really heavy. He's huge, I know. This is, by the way, this is the first time Victor Lucas has ever let me hold his baby. You can hold Batman, it's okay. Aw, thank... Yeah, he's friends with everybody. Don't break him, though. Don't don't bust his little what pieces happened? up. Oh, his his grapnel gun came okay, off. Okay, see, I can't hold. I can't have nice things. <laughs> I can't hold. Can I have my hair? Look okay, at that. Um, it's incredible. Still, uh, this may be the toy break of the year right here. I love this thing. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw my. Oh, oh see, pack your shit, Victor I Lucas. Know, right? I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, my Instagram with Victor Lucas playing with his Batman while we were trying to be professional. Right. Uh, doing a reviews shoot he decided somebody somebody asked about his batman and, and he any opportunity he has to show this thing off he will so he just busted out and he's dancing around the studio with it like it's his best friend i kind of love it it's kind of the best it's kind of awesome so what it's, do you, kind of it's, the greatest uh, thing. it's just four just to like yes. what are oh, we oh, what are we four. playing oh, let's, let's wrap sorry. it up with a what are we playing what are we what playing are we this playing? weekend? Uh, long, lo, the Long Dark. We got codes for the that. The Long Dark. We got codes for So we're going to be reviewing that. Maiden uh, on Vancouver Island. Getting mm -hmm. all kinds of buzz. It's a survival in the wilderness game. Yeah, I'm probably going to play that a right A Kickstarter thing. And I've been hearing amazing things. I can't wait to play that. Yep. Um, I am going to be watching a lot of Vikings. Yes. Oh, you're going to? Because, yeah, because I'm going to Ireland. Yeah. 
next week, which is really cool. I'll maybe... <laughs> and random. Uh, just, and random. <laughs> so I'm going to Ireland. And uh, I'll be trying to vlog that as well. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. And um, I don't know. I'm just... I have to catch up on that stuff. We have to watch a lot of stuff on Netflix. We have to play a lot of iOS stuff. Yep. It's not things that... Uh, uh, just things that we have to play for the show. We're going to see Gone Girl next week. Gone Girl, yeah. We're going to be reviewing Gotham and Shield, and I think Arrow yeah. and Flash are premiering in the next little while. Uh, so Victor Lucas, just everywhere. It's awesome. I'm very happy about all of this stuff. Um, yes, and we're very thankful and happy that you tune in every week. Yes. We do appreciate your time um, and just listening to us, Gab. And I'll be playing a lot of Disney and a lot of okay. Shadow okay. and a lot of Smash. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> Stitcher. Have a great weekend. Stitcher. <laughs>